All right. Welcome to a, another episode of Turf Tactics. Um, we have a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> a lot to talk about, especially after the games, yeah. the games that uh, took place today. Um, for those of you that don't know, obviously, we um, record our episodes on Sunday night. So after all the games um, in the NFL have taken place aside from Monday night, um, first thing I want to talk about, as a Denver fan, I fucking hate the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate the Chiefs. Well, we call them the Kansas City Queefs for well, a reason. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but I love Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes off the field. Like commercials and podcasts and whatnot? Dude. I saw this video. They were in a like celebrity golf tournament or something, and <laughs> dude, those two were literally fucking around with each other the whole time. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. But uh, for some reason, when they put the uniform on and they're on the field, I fucking hate them. Well, like, the way they act, the way I mean, it just. Oh, God, it just pisses me off. Well, you know it's the uniform because two other examples of us having this problem with players is Tom Brady when he was in a New England uniform versus when he was in a Bucks uniform. Yeah, that's true. And then now the guy we're actually rooting for breaking Calvin Johnson's record, Tyreek Hill down in Miami. We like him now, too. Yeah, he looks a lot better in a Miami uniform, though. Yeah, the teal looks a lot better than that ketchup and mustard crap yeah. he was wearing before. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is a phenomenal quarterback, but I fucking ha- I fucking hate him. I hate him when he's when he's playing. I hate him when he's playing. But when he's off the field, he's fucking hilarious. He's so fucking funny. He also he does sound like Kermit the Frog though. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Kelsey, where are you? <laughs> oh God. Um. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks, mm. I want your take on a very um, sensitive subject for most NFL fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's I'm just I'm just gonna come out and say it. Who is the real goat at quarterback? When you ask me that question... I know your answer. It's going to be, and it will forever be, Peyton Manning. The consensus pick usually is going to be Tom Brady, which I get with the, the rings. But just to throw it out there, if we're talking about the best to ever do it, Peyton's season in 2013 still has yet to be touched or broken. That's true. So Tom couldn't do it with an extra six years. Mr. Mahomes, the guy that everyone's calling the next GOAT, Hasn't come close to doing it either. He had a 50-touchdown season, but he still had 14 picks. Peyton's was 55-10 and 10, with almost, I believe, 5,600 yards. Yeah. That's insane. And, In uh, 16 games, not 17. Well, and on top of that, um, Peyton Manning was the um, all-time leader in career passing yards until... Tom Brady needed six more seasons 
to break that record. Yeah, the only person <laughs> that broke his record in a similar amount of time was Drew. Right. But that's because Drew still, I believe, holds the most 5,000-yard passing seasons by a I, QB. Yeah, I think, I think he, he has, like, five of them. Right. That's crazy. It's insane. Sean had him just throwing everything down in New Orleans. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they were down in New Orleans. You know, he could do that. That's why he ran, you know, four wide. Yep. You know, because they just they had the receivers, they had the talent for Drew Brees to be able to roll out of the pocket and sling it downfield. Yep. Don't and have Drew that. was good at it. Yeah. Don't have. Don't really have that in Denver. No, we have one receiver right now. Yeah. That I trust a hundred percent. Yeah. One. Court. Yeah. He gets and all, Mims, dude, he gets all the targets. Mims has his moments. Um, Jerry. Well, I mean, you talk about a first-round bust, man. That's kind of where he's at that's, now. That's kind of that's kind of where he's at with that. Um, so I don't know. My consensus on the whole um, quarterback goat situation, um, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. Um, I think I think that I think that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady both kind of share that name. Um, I mean, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are really good friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when uh, it came out that, you know, everybody was saying that Tom Brady's the GOAT, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, Tom Brady even said he was like, I, I don't know, I think Peyton Manning's better than I am. Well, I mean, I also kind of agree with the whole sharing thing. I've never really thought of it from that perspective because what you can do is have the GOAT and it be two people being Peyton was the most accomplished in a statistical manner, mm-hmm. and then Brady was the most accomplished in championships. Know, championships. Right. So, I mean, they both hold, like, you You imagine? I mean, if we would have ever gotten to see a Super Bowl with those two, I mean, the AFC Championship game with those two is always more impressive than the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, whenever whenever it, that that time of the, of the year... The Manny Brading Bowl, Ugh. Manny Manning, Manning Brady, Brady Bowl, Bowl. dude, that that was the game everybody wanted to watch. It was always on Sunday night football. Always too. on Sunday night. Stop, oh, dude. That was like honestly, that was like better than watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny we for us to say. In it. I was gonna say it's funny that we say that because during that four year stretch, we were always almost there anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we did twice. We made it there twice and mm-hmm. lost one, one one. one. So hey, that's all right. Shooting fifty. Yeah, that's all right. You know. Um, all right. The next item on here I have is uh, Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. Career. As 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 it stands right now, after after watching the Houston and Denver game today, Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm just going to line it up like that. We obviously have Sean Payton, so the, the coach stays the same. Um, receivers we have right now, if you put Drew in there at 35, uh, I'm going Drew, man. Yeah. I'm going with Drew Brees. But, again, we're talking about a guy that, before he finished and hung up the cleats, he already stamped his Hall of Fame ticket. That's true. Russell apparently hasn't done that yet. No, he hasn't. And, I mean, until today... He hadn't thrown an interception in since Miami, weeks. right? I think it was Miami, or was it the Jets? I can't remember. It was when we were still losing, so at least five or five or more games, right? And not not only did he throw an interception, he threw three in the second half. 
Well, and you heard me in the car on the way home from the well, watching that game. Uh, you know, I was Mr. Brightside. I said even though he threw three picks in one half, that he uh, still only has seven for the whole season. He's twenty-two and seven right now. That's true. That's and that's that's not. He can't keep having these games. No, he can have one. No, and you know that's not bad. And and like I like I said, uh, you know we have even though we lost today, uh, which I don't think we should have. We we shouldn't have lost that game, no. but we have a lot of things to be proud of of about this team. You know, starting the season off one and five, coming back one in five straight, and right. now we're five hundred. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. And you're pouring me another shot. Okay, all right. It's what we do. Oh boy. All right. Um, <laughs> speaking of Sean Payton, um, I thought I had an answer to this question until today. Yeah. About who Sean Payton's guy is. I don't really know if he has one. No, because early on, we I think most people said it was McLaughlin. Yeah. And then some people said it was Samaj P. Ryan. And now you just don't know, but I guess... One thing that I've really looked at it from is, does it matter? I mean, does he have to have a guy as long as we win games? Yeah, but I mean, every coach has their guy. Well, maybe that guy is sitting in the 2024 NFL draft. Yeah, maybe. Or 2024 free agency. Yeah, that's true. I'd say, I'd say right now, if Sean Payton has a guy, it's Cortland Sutton. Second and... The NFL with touchdowns, it's pretty good for a guy that they also said was a bust. A bust after having his Pro Bowl season. Yep. Um. Another thing on here I've got is uh, <laughs> the amount of fines through Week Thirteen. Oh yeah. So I don't know what the number is through. Right now, you know, through the Sunday night games. Um, but I do recall hearing before kickoff on Sunday last week, mm-hmm. the amount of fines for players in the NFL was at like $15.2 million in fines. Yeah. That is insane. It's quite a bit. That is insane. Not only is that an egregious amount of fines, but I mean, most of those penalties are unnecessary roughness penalties, which has yeah been a lot of which inconsistency has ve- been very very inconsistent, um, you know. And yes, you know we are Denver fans, and we don't believe that uh, Kareem Jackson should have been suspended and whatnot. He's, I mean, he is kind of being targeted right now. Yeah, and we're not also However, in the same breath. We're not agreeing with the hits that he's made. Not all of them, right. but. The last one he made was a clean hit. Yep. I mean, unfortunately, if the if the quarterback's going to pull the ball and run with it, he's a runner. He's a runner, but in this day and age in the NFL, you can't you can't hit like that anymore. Whether he's a runner or not, he's still the quarterback, and they're going to protect him. And that's fine. It takes time, as we've both talked about, uh, you know, at right. length. But but, but you got to treat everybody the same. Yeah, but and and the other thing too is that that's that's how Kajak plays. Kajak's yep. been Kajak has been on in in the league when 
the league used to be if you're on defense and you're if you're playing safety you're playing linebacker you fly to the ball and you hit you yeah. hit hard well, i mean you know and, and he's been doing this he's been in the nfl for 13 14 seasons right it's, it's a long you, time. It, you can't you can't just oh the rules unlearn. changed now you have to now you have to unlearn everything that you've been doing for the last thirteen years. Well, because if you haven't played the game of football, which we both have, football at times can be a what's called a bang bang play, and so what that means is that in the midst midst of a moment, you have to make a decision. Split second. Do I have the time to think? Because usually you don't. The game moves at such a speed that you don't get to think. It's a reactionary sport. You see the ball caught. You hit what you can see. doesn't matter how you hit. You hit what you can see. If he goes low and you end up hitting him in the head, that's not your fault as the defender. Nope. Because like Tom said, one of the best things I agreed with him on when he made his statement, it is not the defense's job. It is not the defender's job to protect the offensive player. Correct. They know the play. They know where the ball is going. They know what route they're running, and they know what they're trying to do. The defense is playing guess who at that point. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to do whatever they have to to stop you. Right. Well, and that's a great point. That's just like tonight. Green Bay and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Mahomes tucked the ball, took off. Yep. Ran. The sideline play? Yeah, the sideline play. Yep. He, he, he ran up the sideline trying to gain yards, and he got creamed. And really, I think In the bounds. defender was nice about it. Inbounds. Yep. He got hit in bounds. It was a clean hit. Even the analysts were like, that should not be a foul. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was a runner trying to gain yardage and was hit in bounds, and the hit was clean. But, of course, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. So they gave him, uh, uh, what, what was it, uh, unsportsmanlike or unnecessary roughness call? Unnecessary roughness, 15-yard yeah. penalty from that spot, yeah. which luckily didn't help them at all. No, but, but it's just it's just the point. There's the inconsistencies yeah. right there, you know? And then same in the same game. Well, here's another inconsistency that may occur. Um, if Isaiah Pacheco, for that left hook he threw, does not get suspended for at least two games, what the fuck are they doing? Like, right. Kareem Jackson has not thrown a punch. He has not been aggressive in that manner. Mm -mm. He's hit, sure, but he's playing the game. Isaiah Pacheco getting up from the ground and then taking a swing at another player... If he doesn't get suspended, I don't know what they're doing because it's not about player safety. No. You say that it is, but it's not. It's not. You say it's about the image of the NFL, but it's not. You're you're picking and choosing who gets what. You don't get to be judged during an executioner. You need to have an actual layout of everybody getting treated consistently the same. Right. I mean, you know, and, and I get it. Not not every referee is going to see every single foul that happens on every single not. play. They're human. I mean... If if that were the case, the ball would ne would never move forward downfield because right. there's holding on every single play. Every single play has holding on the on the offensive line. Yep. So if they saw every fucking penalty, the ball would just keep moving back ten yards. Mm -hmm. The ball would never move. You know what I mean? So, so negative that you got in that sense, yes. But see, inconsistency on pi calls or inconsistency on holding or illegal contact, illegal shift, things like that. We can live with that as long as it doesn't sure. end up like costing somebody the game. We usually don't care. We get mad the moment and you move on. Right. But Next when play. it comes to you know personal fouls, that's the inconsistency that we're all looking at. Is we're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. 
If it's a personal foul, well, the rule states two times you're out as far as just unnecessary roughness, something like that. Right. When you throw a fist, obviously it's a pretty That's much immediate an, an, an ejection. immediate ejection. And it should be an immediate uh, suspension because if you're throwing fists out on the field, I don't know what you're doing. But um, the hitting, that's getting a suspension and not fighting. What are you trying to show your audience? Do you want you, right. do you want a, them well, to think that fighting's okay? Yeah, well, and see, and that, that just comes back to the same point of player safety. They say that, oh, we're doing this because of player safety and we want to make sure that all of our players are, you know, are healthy and yada, yada, yada. But then you have people throwing fists and, mm-hmm. you know, ripping other people's helmets off and yeah but they're not getting suspended or anything like that so they're basically saying oh yeah you can't you can't hit them that way but if you fight them it's okay that's fine well not only that but if they really wanted to do something about player safety i know two crazy nfl players out there right now not crazy and like oh they're oh they're so crazy like no crazy in their brain meaning that guys like antonio brown and Chandler Jones need fucking help. And I'm not trying oh, yeah. to be that guy, but I think it's on the NFL. You need to go help them. Right. Go put them in a psych ward. Go do what you want to do. I don't care how you get it done. But they are clearly a danger to others, including themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, here's the news story on NFL Network. Antonio Brown, blah, blah, blah. Chandler Jones, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing to help them? There, there was, speaking of that, there was a um, player um, on the Chiefs mm-hmm. years ago. Years ago. It was yep. a long time ago. Um, and same thing. He had severe mental issues stemming from CTE. And uh, I can't remember who was talking about it. It was, it, was one, it was another Chiefs player. I think it was like some sort of documentary or something. But yeah. Um, you know, they were at the practice facility, and I can't remember this player's name for the life of me. I'll have to look it up. But um, said player walked into the practice facility and was, you know, clearly not in, not in a good state. And um, uh, the, the other player who was there, like, saw him, like, obviously not okay. And was like, hey, hey, like, what's going on? Like, why do you, why do you have a gun? And... L- Dude literally shot himself yep. in the practice facility in front of the other players. Mm-hmm. And he had severe CTE. And that was why, I mean, I know that it's been in talks. I hope they push it just for that reason alone, because obviously brain injuries are the leading cause of NFL players dying later in life. Correct, yeah. But, I mean, the NFL PA is trying to get a situation set up where essentially you treat it like any other government job where you get, you know, benefits. So... The way that it's been talked about, three to five years that are served in the league, any three to five or longer, mm-hmm. you are guaranteed medical care for the rest of your life. And I think I think that's I think that's great. Well, and it, when you're a multi-billion-dollar company, dude, they're getting they get paid billions like every week from mm-hmm. Amazon, just because they're pr- promoting the whole AWS thing and all that stuff. And Amazon's paying the NFL billions right, right. now and it's so insane. if you have all that money i know you're not you're not building stadiums left and right you're not unless you're the broncos you're not changing right. your field every six weeks i mean so you've got the money to blow why not give it to an ownership standpoint and say hey 
we would like to have medical assistance for anybody that played for your franchise or retired with your franchise, even go that route. Yeah. Anyone that retires as a Bronco, the Walton family has money set aside that pays for their medical treatments. I think that's very fair. Yeah. And not that our, I mean, I don't think our owners would say no to that. They don't, obviously they care. But yeah, I think so. Why, why do you think they keep changing the turf every right. couple weeks? And we got know? lucky. I think we got lucky as a franchise that our owners do care. Yeah, I mean, what last year they spent the Charger game? They spent four hundred thousand dollars putting brand new sod because brand they, new grass. They quote did not feel that it was safe enough to risk player safety. Right, and then next thing you know, Left this season. Right. This season, at the beginning of the season, they replaced the grass again. And then, what was it, four or five weeks later, they replaced the grass again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not cheap. I mean, they're importing, it's Kentucky bluegrass. Like, they're importing that shit. Yeah, it's, it's like about 400, 400 grand, grand, grand to redo that field every yep. single time. And they're just, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not a secret to anybody that has listened to the NFL. I mean, they we have the richest owners by far. Oh. So they're throwing yeah. their money around however they feel, which, you know, eventually the other, other owners won't like that, but eh, eh, I don't You care. know what? But if, it's, but if it's benefiting the players, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. I mean, I, I talked to you about, the, about this earlier this week about um, Timmy, Timmy's injuries. Yep. He tore his ACL. 364 day, days later. 363 days. Oh, whatever. Um, but, you know. A year, Preseason roughly. last year, he tore his ACL at the practice facility. 363 days later, another non-contact injury he had, and he tore his Achilles at the practice facility. The practice facility has turf inside. And the regular field does not. The regular field does not. When they practice outside. No injuries. No injuries. Yeah, I mean, I, I know your statement on that, and I do agree that maybe it's time Dove Valley goes natural. Well, however they have to do it. You know, I mean, coming coming from us, we've played on real grass and we've played on turf. There is mm-hmm. no give in turf. You stick your foot in the ground, it's staying there. It's not going anywhere else. There is no give, and that's why there's so many injuries. Yeah, I mean, on grass, the worst thing, I you, you would agree with me that slipping is a lot better than getting stuck. Slipping is a hell of a lot better than blowing out your knees. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we both did not have that injury, thankfully. <laughs> so yeah. we didn't have to worry about it. But, you know, looking at all these NFL players that take care of their bodies, you sometimes it just you have luck on your side when you don't blow out one of your ligaments. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, and, and speaking of the whole player safety thing um, and suspensions and whatnot, <clears throat> I am interested to hear how the conversation with K-Jack and Roger Goodell went. Um, I heard that K-Jack was flying out to New York to have a meeting with the commissioner about his suspension, possibly to appeal it. Um, But I don't know if he was doing that this week or if he's doing that next week. I guess we'll find out this week, huh? Something's got to come out about it. Something's got to come out of it. And, I mean, I don't... There, yes, there were, I think, one of the of the hits that K-Jack had that was got him suspended the first time was egregious. He launched off of his feet to to hit... Uh, Logan Thomas. Logan right? Thomas, yeah, in the end zone. The commanders. Yeah, 
that was egregious. And I think... I get why he did it from yeah. a player standpoint. I mean, when you're as small as he is, Logan Thomas isn't a small human. Mm, he's a big guy. So I get why Kay thought he had to do it is because he kind of was trying to David Goliath it, you know? Right. I'm smawler than him. I need to give it everything I have to take him down. Try to jar the ball loose. And he just hit the wrong spot. I don't think he was intentionally going for head and neck. Launching to the head and neck area. I mean, dude, he's so much taller than K-Jack. Yeah, I think he was trying to meet him in the middle. I think he was trying to meet him in the middle to jar the ball loose. I agree. You know, but either way, it was still a dirty hit. The way that it ended up, yes. But other than that, I mean... But being called a dirty player and making a few dirty mistakes are different things. Right. I mean, he has never, never once, at least in his time here with Denver, been called a dirty player. No. He's been called one of the hardest-hitting safeties in the current NFL. You know who else has? But... A guy that also made a dirty hit just this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seahawks and Cowboys. The Seahawks have a safety named Jamal Adams. I'm sure anyone that watched football, they know him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made a hit that was compared to K-Jax, and I didn't hear anything about a fine. Yep. I didn't hear anything about a suspension, and I don't even know if there was a flag. I don't think there was a flag like on that. Like, he got away with it scot-free, mm-hmm. and that's where that inconsistency is, is they play the same position. Right. It's literally the same position. And it was, uh, oh, it was a Thursday night game. It was prime time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what they said. You're on prime time. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world's going to see it. Everyone's watching. Oh, everyone's obviously they're looking. fucking not, because... Yeah. It didn't get caught. Because it was just brushed under the rug. No, but when it's the Broncos, and I'm not trying to play woe is me, but it just seems that that's the way it's going. You know, like you talked about tonight, um, we can even talk about the inconsistency of that. Oh, God. Where um, Denver held the Chiefs in Arrowhead to 19 points of offense just to turn around two weeks later in Denver and hold them to nine with no touchdowns scored. And it was like, oh, pat on the head, good job. You beat your big brother. And then tonight... With the Chiefs and the Packers, they held them to 19 as well, but it was in Lambeau, the first time Mahomes has ever played there. Mm-hmm. They had everything on their side. And then what does the lady at the end say, oh, the, the you, reporter? You you held the, the defending Super Bowl champions to only 19 points of offense. That's got to feel pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, like they did a good job. And here's the other but little kicker. <laughs> we also held them to 19. We also held them to 9. But here's the third part. We beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. We beat them. Jordan Love looked like crap against us. Yeah. He looked great tonight, though. He looked amazing. Well, man. tonight and against the Lions. He's God. turning into a kid, man. He's, he's turning into, he's turning and into something special. I think, I think it's not all him. I'm going to give him credit. But I do think Watson and Dobbs are helping him out. Oh, yeah. Those I mean, two are per- turning out to be some pretty good receivers. Well, and that's that, but I mean, that's the thing, you know. I mean, I know we're, we're kind of going off on a tangent here. But, a little uh, bit. I mean, who, who cares? <laughs> whatever. It's, it's a podcast. We talk, we talk in, about shit, all the, whatever. Um, I mean, if, if, you're a, if you're a good quarterback and you have weapons, you're going to utilize them. That's true. And that's what he's doing. He's utilizing those weapons and good lord is he throwing some really really pretty passes yes he you is. Know what i mean <laughs> he knows how to get it down the sideline without throwing it out yeah i like what he's doing there with christian watson is catching everything he's being thrown right now yeah and i like it i'm not a green bay fan but i just like good football and i don't know maybe it's a little easier rooting for them now that they don't have aaron rodgers going crazy on in the media about left, right, and center. I'm going to retire. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like, Jordan's just, like, speechless. He's not talking in the media. 
He's just, you know, kind of like Russell. He's like, oh, yep, say my typical quarterback statement and move on. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. you mentioned something earlier today when we were watching the Broncos and Texans mm-hmm. and how uh, unfortunate the game ended. Um, oh, Russell's reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it sucked. It sucked. We lost. You know, it is what it is, but you said it. I've never seen Russell that fuck that fucking pissed off. Yep. He walked off the sideline and f- slammed his helmet on the ground and sat and sat on the bench. Well, and the reason I even looked and paid attention to it is because when he was coming off the field after the interception, he didn't unbuckle his helmet. He s- he snapped the freaking snaps off of his helmet like aggressively, and I've never seen him do that. Mm-mm. And then when he got over to the sideline, like you said, as soon as he sat down, as he was sitting down, he took his helmet with his right hand and threw it onto the ground. And so the Russell we've known, last year he went through everything. He was dragged through the mud, kicked, Mm -hmm. poked, everything you could think of. And he never had a reaction like that. Yeah, he was shit on. He was pissed on. I mean. And he kept cool, calm, and collected. Yep. But this one, it irked him. Yeah, something something was a little different about this one. And I think it's because he knew that they should have won that game. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... We just did. Unfortunately, I think he realizes that, but he he didn't he didn't show up. Nope. And that is why, like I also said when I followed up after that, I said I would be very afraid if I am the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Next week. Because if he is pissed off, though, you saw the second half. Yeah. He was throwing. He was slinging that shit. He was not afraid to put it anywhere. And unfortunately for the Chargers. Their defense can be thrown on. I'm not really, I don't ever care about people saying run defense. Like, Javante is going to get his. Samaje is going to get his. It doesn't matter if you have a good run defense. We're still going to have that 50 to 100 yards on you. We'll be able to, to manage enough yeah. to have an offense. Yeah, our, our run game is probably the best part of our offense. It's what keeps us running. It's definitely the engine. Yeah. You know, we may have fancy decals on the on the you know, doors, and we may have nice tint and all these little other bells and whistles like the Cortland Suttons and Russell Wilson's out-of-this-world passes, like the one that he threw to Cortland oh, where yeah. he dove into the end zone for a touchdown three yep. times in the last three weeks that Cortland's caught a crazy ball like that. Yep. We need more of that. Yeah, we but need it more can't, of that. it can't always be 14. Someone no. else has to step up. But we don't have anybody else. That's the yeah, problem. I know. I know. That's, That's what I'm saying. Someone else has to step up. Like, it's not a matter of if they can. It's that they have to. Yeah. Because otherwise, even if we do have a chance of making these playoffs happen, like so, everything falls our direction, it doesn't matter if we're still this one-dimensional. Yeah. We're going to be winning games by the skin of our teeth, and that's something that tires you out mentally as you move into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go into the AFC Championship game with any fucking confidence. No. So if you can't win the championship game, you can't win the Super Bowl. No, no, no shot. I mean, at at this point, I don't even think if we made it into the wild card round, we'd win. Not right now, not with what we saw today. Last week, you could have had me say something else. Yeah. We dominated the Browns. Right. But this week, I, I was not expecting us to, one, start out as slow as we did, because we were slow for a while. Mm-hmm. And then we kept getting back into it, getting back into it, and it felt like, okay, well, we might do it this time. And then we had the ball at the eight-yard line with all four downs. And it was incomplete, incomplete. Russell gets pressured, does a pirouette, throws the ball into double coverage to the tight end, 85, and it gets picked off. Yep. 
Everyone, you, know, you can say, throw it away. I get that. I think Russell shouldn't have rushed the throw because I didn't see the full field. Maybe there was somebody else open. Well, the problem the problem is is he was holding on to the ball for too long. Yeah. 8-5 um, was open early. He just didn't throw it fast enough. It, he was open early, but, but Russ took way too much time reading the field, going through his progressions, and holding the ball. And by the time he saw... 85 in the end zone, he was double covered, and he had no other choice but to throw it. Yeah. If he would have thrown that ball three seconds earlier, it would have been a touchdown because he was uncovered. Well, maybe that's why he's upset after the game, visibly upset. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see any post-game presser either. I didn't I didn't either. Which is not Russell-like. Yeah, usually, I get, usually he'll say something. Usually I get a notification on my phone mm-hmm. that the Denver Broncos are live. Doing the post game press conference. Yeah, I didn't see anything on I, IG either. I didn't get anything. So the only thing I saw on IG was the score that the Broncos page posted with yeah. the heartbreak emoji. Yeah, but hey, you know what? There's there's a lot. There's still a lot of football left to play. We're six and six, which I is a phenomenal, which is a phenomenal feat because we started one and five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Going so, five and one the next half of the or next third of the season is pretty good. That's that's not fucking bad. If I mean, if anything, that's probably one of uh, the most I'd say impressive records. Mid-season runarounds or yeah. turnarounds. Well, and I mean, ah, I mean, this kind of goes into one of our notes where it's like after the Texans game. I know you made it more specific, so yeah. I'll, I'll answer the specific question, um, but I don't think it's either answer, so that's where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's 9-8 and eight after the Texans. I don't think it's 12-5. and five. Obviously, now it can't be 12-5. and five. No. But um, I do, however, think that it has to be. It has to be for a playoff chance. I think a successful season, nine and eight. I really do. Yeah, nine absolutely. and eight, ten and seven. You can call it a success with Sean on the first year, because um, I mean, at the at the beginning of the season, everybody thought it was five and twelve again anyway. So right. you're already beating expectations. Right. But I think if you want a playoff spot right now, with you losing to the Texans, you have to win out, and you have to go eleven and six. Yeah. You have to. And that's a tough thing to do with two more road games coming up. Two home games after that, and then you got to go to the toilet bowl in Las Vegas. Which I don't know. I'm not really worried about these next games. I'm not. I'm not really worried about a lot of them. I think that the only one we have a chance to, you know, Bronco ourselves into a loss by starting out slow Detroit. or whatever is Detroit. Yeah. And that's just because their offense. If our defense does show up like they did, I mean, I don't know what the hell was going on with the zone schemes tonight. It was. It was bad. Not good. They were leaving guys wide open. I mean, Nico Collins had 190 yards and two yeah. touchdowns. Like, we don't usually do that. We'll give up a rusher like that sometimes, Devon HN. Mm. But, yeah. you know, Fuck. again, that was a different defense, so. But, yeah, I think 11-6 and six, if we want the playoffs. Successful season, 9 or 10. That's fine. It's no longer 10 and in, though. No, not not right now with, no. how, tight, with how tight the conference is. Yeah, I and mean, I, like, it's funny how nobody moved. Nobody. Because the Colts won, the Texans won, we lost, and then the Steelers lost, and the Browns lost. Yep. So everybody pretty much stayed in their own section of mm-hmm. where they were at in the hunt and on the bubble. Right. And after this game, even though we lost, we were still in the hunt. Yep. Right behind Houston. Yeah. If, you know, if... Uh, Steelers collapse or the, the Browns collapse. The other, if the other teams would have won 
tonight, it would be looking a lot worse. It would be looking a lot worse. There was the there was that statistic we were talking about um, earlier where if we won this game, we'd have a sixty four percent chance of making the playoffs, and Something then if like we that. lose, it's twelve percent. Yeah, I saw I two different that, numbers. I saw twelve and I saw twenty one. Yeah, I I don't I don't think that number. No, it's changed gonna, a whole lot. It's going to probably be a different number, um, like the chances as of now. I'm sure that it's probably going to come out like tomorrow or the next day, since we have Monday Night Football tomorrow. It probably mm-hmm. won't come out. But the next day, it's probably going to you know come out that we're sitting around that between 20 and 40%. Yeah. And then if we beat the Chargers, then what does that do? I don't think it does a whole lot because there's so many other things that you have to factor in. I think the right. Texans have to lose 100%. we got to be one game above them, so we need them to lose two of the next five. Mm-hmm. Um, Steelers can just drop one. Browns can just drop one. Obviously, if the Browns drop one, that already vaults us. Oh, we yeah. go above them. Yep. And so, really, what we need to focus on is maybe not even the Texans. I made the comment tonight after the game. I said, I think the Texans just won their way into a wild card spot by beating us mm-hmm. because everybody else that's involved, we don't have anything with them. Right. We have the tiebreaker against the Browns, not a worry. Steelers are, are frauds, to be fair. I mean, <laughs> they, they lost to the Cardinals in embarrassing fashion. Oh, yeah. What was um, the score? It was like uh, 24 to 10. Yeah, 24 to 10. And they had three points through, and throughout, like, they think three quarters. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, God, but I think dude, what our speaking focus, of fucking bad games. Yeah. Chargers and fucking oh, yeah. Patriots? Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh maybe my there's God. a reason why that guy on TikTok said he his prediction for that game is like forty two to six. Good Us lord, whooping them, dude. That, they look. Bad. I how could you like? I want I want to know how many people were actually watching that game. Probably not a lot with our game being on at the same dude, time. Final score of six to zero, and it was six to zero from first quarter till the end. Yeah, what the fuck, man. That's why I think that if we're not in the playoff contention come Christmas Eve against the Patriots on Sunday Night Football, we may get flexed out. Yeah. Why would they keep that game there if we're not playing for a playoff spot? But that's true. Um, but anyway, so like I was saying, just the last point on that, where I'm seeing things go, is I think, you know what, put the Texans in the rear. Put it in the rearview mirror. Don't even worry about them. 24-hour rule. They can win. They can lose. It doesn't really matter right now. The focus we need to do is focus on winning. And then as far as Broncos fans... Or if you're just a fan of good football and you want to see the Broncos get their light back, then you need to look at the Colts, the uh, the Colts, the Steelers, and the Browns. Yeah, those are the three teams that we need to lose right now so we can start moving up. And I wouldn't be surprised if everything falls that way. We went out, and then those teams lose enough games that the Texans and Broncos are both the wild card teams, and we may see them in round two if we make it out of round one. Yeah. There's, there. It's still a possibility. It's still, it's still a very real possibility. Yeah, we're not out of it yet. We have hope. You know, it's a disappointing game, but like you and I talked about, every we loss were, is we a were pissed loss. off. We were pissed off in the moment. Yeah, we hated them again. We were like, God damn it, you guys suck. But then in the truck driving back home, we were like, you know what? Maybe it's not too, not too bad. Yeah, you know, it sucks, but it sucks. It hurts. It's a loss. This season has been better than anything we've had the last seven years. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw. I think, I don't I think care. that I think that may be why we took it so hard when we lost because we were on a five-game win streak, dude. We were. I hot. wanted six. We were really hot. Six. The fact that we had it at the end. If it would have ended up like twenty-two instead of twenty-two to nineteen or seventeen. Twenty. Yeah, twenty-two seventeen instead of twenty-two seventeen. If it would have been 
you know, 22 to 10. Like, we never got that extra touchdown. Yeah. And we were just out of it on that last drive anyway, 12 points down. I think we would have been like, ah, yep, whatever, it's over. And we would have had that extra time to let it sit. But because of that interception at the end, it ended like ripping out a ripping off a Band-Aid. Yeah. That's probably what triggered it. Yeah. Because we said, oh, here we go. What the hell, man? We had it. We had it right there. It's so you many made opportunities. one different choice. Just one. And so you, many opportunities. And you have a six-game win streak. Right. Hasn't been. We have not had a streak that big since the Super Bowl year. Yep. Yep. That 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 year is when we started seven and zero. I mean, it's been it's been a long time coming. You know, we. Well, I can tell you who stopped that streak. Because I remember it vividly. <laughs> Peyton Manning versus Andrew Luck. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts in that game, we came down to the last play as well. Yep. The Colts sure figured it out. They, I think, they had the lead and they uh, they got the first down needed to run out the clock, and we had nothing we could do. Yeah, there's nothing you can do after that. And respect to Andrew, that was a phenomenal defense he played. Historical, even yeah. when you look at the numbers. When you look at the numbers, I mean, 2015 was a hell of a year, dude. The no fly zone. <sighs> yeah, and I, I was I knew this game wasn't going to go very well when I heard one thing um, as far as passing, which mm-hmm. it didn't. Right, it was yeah. a, a abysmal effort by the defenders. Um, I think it was either Zach or Philip Lindsay. One of them on the 104.3 The Fan made the, the stupidest comment, which was, I think this is the no-fly zone 2.0. I was oh, in my car, God. and I put my head down. I went, why? First of all, why would you say that in the midst of a streak that the defense is playing out of their mind? Because guess what we didn't have? We didn't have three takeaways again. Nope. Um, second of all, I like our defense. I like Justin Simmons. I like PlayStation 2. I like all of those guys. But are they the defense we had in 2015? No. Hell no. No. Because as much as I like the young guys up front that are pass rushing for us, they're not Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware. No. Or they're hot, not. hot roast Knighton. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about guys that they have rings, okay? Nobody on this team has a ring. Nope. Not well. Not that says Denver. Well, yeah, that, that's true. Russ has... One. Yeah. Uh, well, it's got Denver on it, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> not not in the way that we like it to be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, well, hey, and speaking of players, we were talking about uh, Cortland Sutton earlier. Mm-hmm. And about, balling. About how he's just fucking balling out these last few you weeks. Better sign that dotted line. I was going to say, do you think, you think they're going to offer him a contract? I do. So what is he? Is he 28? Um, I don't. Th- I can look it up. I don't. I don't remember. I I know he. He's not super old. No, because I think he was drafted in like twenty seventeen or eighteen. Because we still had Demarius Thomas. Uh, he was drafted in eighteen. Okay, so yeah, he can't even be thirty yet. Was that five years? So he's got to be like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, he's he's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. Twenty eight. Well, I mean, we're seeing Mike Evans in his early thirties still play out of his mind. Now you got to also remember, as bad as the his ACL was, consecutive. Tenth consecutive thousand yard season. Thousand yard season. That's over ten thousand yards in a career. That's insane. Hall of Fame, Mike. That is crazy. But uh, Cortland, you know, the ACL as bad as it was, you know what that did is that took a year off of his playing time. He didn't have a full season of getting hit and going through all that stuff, so he has an extra year. You could call him twenty seven. So what I could see in the off season is George Payton brings him in and says, "Hey, man." We'd like to sign you, and I think that the number comes out that it's like four years, maybe at most $10 million a year. 
which isn't a lot. Yeah. But he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire. He's doing good right now. But, you know, it's not about what they've done. It's about what you think they can do. Correct. That's what you sign a player for. Right. That's why Von Miller got a huge deal with the Bills, because they thought they were going to get a lot more out of him. And unfortunately, we, well, unfortunately for them, he left yeah. his best playing days here in Denver. Yep. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. But I think I could see like a four for 40. Yeah. Something like that, maybe like 25 guaranteed. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, the last contract he got, I think, was like three for 30. So why not stay on that? Yeah. Give him four years, an extra year, mm-hmm. $10 million a year, and then guarantee 25 of it. That's nothing for a receiver these days. No. Especially if he ends up with double-digit touchdowns. Right. Well, Which on the, he's on the track to do. <sighs> he's got nine. We have five games left. It'll he's going to get one. He's <laughs> in one of those five games. He's definitely going to get one. He's going to get one, which, guess what? That's our first double-digit touchdown receiver, I'm pretty sure, since Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders. One of the two. Yeah, that's I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. I know I'm right because we have had no receivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to touch back on the um, K-Jack situation. So I read um, in an article today about his current suspension. Yeah. And... Um, do you know the amount of money he's he's been fined? Uh uh-uh. uh. Eighty nine thousand dollars. Do you know how much? You know how much money he's missing out on as far as um Suspension. as far as game game uh checks game checks mm, a lot eight hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> and see, that's what's funny is now they're they're. I get you're trying to do player safety and all that stuff. But why can't you suspend them with pay? Or even a partial pay. I don't know how you would go about doing that. But you're messing with men, you know, men's lives here. Yeah. They have bills just like you and me. Yes, they get to make way more money than we could ever dream of. But they just got to be put in a position to do so. And if you're going to suspend them, you can't find them. I mean, that just seems like you're doubling down. You're double dipping in the pot. You're going to ask them to pay you a fine. Where the fuck does that money even go? Nobody knows. No, and we've we've talked about it. I mean, I I think that it should. I mean, you know what? Do that. We we just were talking about medical, right? Yeah. Take all those fines and set up like a trust for whatever your franchise is. Take that fine money and put it in there and use that as a medical fund. Then you get some good out of the bag. Right, either a medical fund or... You know, for your franchise, it, you can you can use that to send some local kids to fucking college. Yeah. You know, or something. I don't know. There could be know. some good, but I think what it does is it goes into the pockets. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're probably right. Um, but you know, we're not businessmen. We don't. You know, we don't know. Not at that the, level for sure. Yeah, no. we don't know all the logistics of that and everything, but. Uh, Philip Lindsay said on the radio that even as a player, when he was getting fined, he he was like, I, I, I had never, never knew where that money was going. All I knew is that they were taking my money. Yep, for playing the game. So, um, speaking of Von Miller, mm-hmm. let's start talking about his his current situation. Um, I guess it uh came out earlier this week that. Von Miller and his uh, pregnant girlfriend got into an altercation. Yes, they did. And allegedly, he laid hands on her, pushed her, and uh, allegedly... You um, have to use that, unfortunately. Um, 
didn't he didn't choke her out, but he put the way that it was said is he put enough force on her neck to complicate breathing but not stop breathing. Right. So in the state of Texas, they see those as different things. Yeah. There's one that, you know, could kill someone and then another one. I think what they're trying to do on the radio is not um not traveling to beyond PG-13 saying right, right. because you know and we will because we say fuck we don't care I will say or it straight this, up this I is know an what, explicit podcast yeah, so. <laughs> I know what they were going to say or what they wanted to say is that if you've ever been with a, a partner and they prefer certain things they may like to be choked like that and we all know if we've done it you don't choke them out no, you're not true. trying to kill that person no but you might leave a mark and so I think that's why the state of Texas has a different variation of what level of choking was performed. Right. Well, and and here's the thing. I love Von Miller. Hearing hearing that news really sucks because he is one of my favorite Broncos. Yep. Um, however, I am not going to, I guess, condemn him. You're not going to incriminate or... I don't know what happened. Right. I wasn't there. I don't know the whole story. I do know, however, that his girlfriend's fucking crazy. Well, and this isn't the first time it, that these allegations or similar allegations have been brought up. Right. And the last time is that they didn't have enough to go on to charge him. Mm-hmm. This time was even weirder because what happened the following day that the news broke is that his girlfriend evidently, even though apparently there was a police report filed, she allegedly came out and said, oh, no, that never happened. He never even touched me. Yeah. So, Vaughn, you'll never hear this, <laughs> but please, man, get away from her. Even it. if that's your child, I get that. Be a dad to your kids, but you, you know, maybe, maybe, there, maybe figure out a way to get her committed. I mean, Something. she might need help. If she's going to keep putting you in these spots, man, I've been with a toxic relationship before, and sometimes you just got to step out the door, man. You can't have one foot in, one foot out. Right. And, you know, like I said, I don't know if it really did happen. I don't know if it and didn't happen. And if it happen. did, yes, it tarnishes his rep. It does. Like, I love the man, but, you know, most men that we know and most men around the world do not con- condone hitting women, touching women in a violent uh, fashion. So, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of animosity towards him. But, yeah, I still like him, <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Because at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. You and I aren't perfect. Oh, Nobody fuck is. no. All you can hope for is that the man he learns from it. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, let's uh, let's get off the depression train. Okay. And talking about all the sad shit going on in the NFL, um, let's talk about college. Fucking. Well, for some people, that's still the depression train. Well, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you are in the state of Florida, we are sorry yeah. that you did not get what was deserved for you. That was bullshit. We're Texas A&M fans, and so as far as the SEC goes, we were very unhappy as well to see that Bama got the nod. Um, we think that you being an unbeaten Power 5 team, you should have gotten in. But, uh, yeah, I hope that you don't take it too hard. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Now we can all root against the Tide. Yeah, now we can all root against go the blue. fucking the Tide. Yeah, go blue, because they're, they're round one. They're, round one, Michigan and Alabama. That's going to be a big game, and I really hope J.J. McCarthy can fucking pull it out. Um, I do think that Michigan is a better team than Georgia. Um, they just seem to be all around stacked. But what was weird to me is in the SEC championship game, it really didn't look like Georgia showed up like at all. They were kind of all over the place. They 
it just it it didn't seem like they were like they were there mentally. It to didn't play the look game. like the same team that no. that won a sixty-five to seven national championship game just a year ago. Yeah, it, they looked confused. They didn't look ready. I I don't know. I don't know. It was it was fucking weird though, and Alabama still barely beat them. Yeah. And I mean, it took. I mean, a, everybody saw. Everybody watching that game knew that the Georgia team that was playing that night was not the normal Georgia team. Well, no, and and it took. If you really want to take everything into consideration, it took a doinked fifty-yard field goal. Otherwise, that game's tied. Right, overtime. And I don't think the momentum Georgia had at the end on offense. Mm-hmm may have taken them to the win. The defense, I will say that Georgia, that disappointed everybody, that their defense was not as stout as it normally is. Yeah. They were letting those receivers go all over them. Right. They, I mean, man. Milrow is not a first-round talent. No. I'm sorry, he's not. Dude, I think I think if and when Milrow goes into the draft. Round four. I th- yeah, I'm thinking third, fourth-round pick. And that's just to take a flyer on him. They're not, yeah. they're not grabbing him to start him. No. We're going to see J.J. McCarthy go, and, and when he's ready, he'll go in the first or second. Bo Nix, first or second. I mean, all these guys you're talking about. Even if, hopefully, this kid, I don't, I don't like FSU. Mm-hmm. I really don't care for Florida as a whole as far as college sports go. But Jordan Davis, I hope that kid can make a comeback because oh, that was yeah. a brutal injury, and it that wasn't sucked. his fault. Yeah. It's just that's how the chips fell, and that really sucks for him. I think I think he'll make a comeback. I hope he's I hope he's – he comes back and he's not hindered. I, I yeah, I hope it didn't change him as a player. Which yeah, because you know that it's not it's not a flesh and tissue issue, right? It's a brain issue. Exactly. He's afraid to go take off again because that might happen again. Right. Um, another team that made it into the CFP, um, University of Texas. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say this. Go Longhorns. Ugh, I hate I hate that. And there's only one reason why I'm saying it. Yeah. And he's probably not even going to play. No. But I got to root for a Manning. I know. I got to root for a Manning. Now, if they I end mean, up beating the if they end up beating that round one, and they move on to play Michigan, right? I, I, go Michigan. Sorry, sorry Texas. I can't back you there. Yeah. No. You know. I don't. I don't want Arch to get a a, a faux ring. I don't want that. No. Fuck. I that. want him to be a, the starter and earn it. Right. Well, and you know, from from the little bits and pieces we've seen of Arch playing in those games, you know, when they're fucking up forty points, he's calm. He's calm. I mean, he's he's still got some develop developing and that he needs to do um, as far as playing in college. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had much time, you know. So. Um, but I mean, he looks he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. I think I think he'll be. I think he'll be a really, really. I think he'll be a top five quarterback. I do too, and in, I, I in the think NCAA. If we'll see what happens, because I know you heard some talks, and I know what we would want to happen. But let's say that nothing happens as far as the transfer portal with him. Uh-huh. No matter how the season the CFP plays out, even if they win a natty. Yeah. Um, Quinn Ewers. He's returning. He's said he's returning to to college. Right. My hot take would be. I don't know if he finishes the season as the starter next year. Because if Manning is still on that roster, yeah. I don't think you can risk it. Because you're going to lose him. Oh, yeah. 
He has literally how many colleges w- would want him on that team? Well, there's already been talks about him entering the portal and going to Ohio State. So Ohio State, you're telling me that oil money Texas A&M couldn't bring him on? Oh. Telling me that he'd go to, a he'd California go down, team wouldn't bring him on? Yeah, he, he can pack his shit and walk down the road yeah. a little bit and put on the maroon put on the put on the white and maroon and hang out in college station <laughs> i mean we we play the sec yeah you know, we play bama yeah every we year do. we do but then he, instead of being in the big 12 he'll be in the sec sec yeah well you take down bama in your first year in an sec team oh wait hold on who who someone did that um, oh, it was Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. The guy that won the Heisman. Now, yes, we know he didn't turn out to be the greatest player, but Manning and Manziel are not the same people. Well, and I don't know if any if any of you guys out there watched the documentary on Johnny Manziel, but holy shit. He had issues. That's, that opened my eyes to a whole different side of Johnny Manziel and why he ended up not being... The player we the all player thought. we all thought he was going to be when he came out for the draft. <clears throat> so if you haven't watched it, I suggest you watch it. But yeah, it's worth it. But I think uh, I think I think that's all I got. All right. I don't I don't ha- I don't really have anything else. Um, you know, all of our notes we stayed in line. A little bit of a tangent here and there <laughs> is never a bad thing. Well, you know, when you, you start know. getting to talking about something and you got some passion behind it, you're going to start talking back and forth. Right. You know? So, yeah, I guess we just have to wait and see. Um, Updates on these points. How things go tomorrow night. Uh, Monday night football. Who's who's playing again? Bengals, Jags. We want the Bengals, Bengals to win. Yeah, we need the Bengals to win. Um, but other than that, this has been another episode of Turf Tactics. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>